0: Empire. Feel yeah, back to Hachimura! She um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist from me and the most school fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To
1: sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up? is mine? We're not gonna be fucking sucked this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother Noel. Real quick, we wanted to thank HECO Sticks for sponsoring the show. HECO Sticks is an incredible hand eye coordination tool that Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and UFC fighter Conor McGregor swear by. It's spelled H E C O S T I X. Go to HECOSTIX.com to see all of the videos and testimonials on this product. When you get there, use our promo code BeltwayBros at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that's promo code BeltwayBros. Hey Noel, how's your week going? How's everything on your end?
1: Uh, so far so good. You know, I did my fantasy draft. We'll get into that. That was my big event. I'm in a good mood after getting my team, so
0: but we'll we'll get into that later. Can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, you will. You will. You should know. That's why you do it the weekend before. I know. I totally, I completely
1: agree with you. But it's Labor Day weekend and all that shit. So, like, we got something we can do anyway. So, I guess, now I'll pay the piper. Little teaser there.
0: Yeah, can't wait to talk about that. But real quick, hey, Noel, the marketing department outdid themselves today. Did they? Oh, yeah. We have an official website. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this marketing department's a fucking beast, by the way. <laughs> I mean, we, we got just people thinking all the time. Just, I know. You know, they're so, brainstorming how to gosh. get this thing out there, and they just keep doing it.
1: It's unbelievable. It's <laughs> unbelievable how that works. I, I mean,
0: it's it's a well-oiled machine, man. Yeah working all hours of the night. But hey, it's easy enough. BeltwaySportsBros.com. And mainly this is for people that you know that don't know how to or want to download a podcast app. It's really easy. Uh, You just go to the website and there is our podcast player right there, right on the front page. We literally can't make it any easier than that. So if you know anybody that wants to listen to the show, just doesn't know how to do it, tell them to go to the website. It's right there. All right. But as usual, Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook group. Just search Beltway Sports Bros. One last thing. If you're listening to this show right now, which obviously you are, please hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a single episode. All right. Let's get things moving here. To start things off, some more depressing news coming out of this fantastic year. On Monday, former Georgetown head basketball coach and Hall of Famer, the great John Thompson, passed away at the age of 78. You know, he's a little before my time, but Georgetown was pretty dominant in the 80s, winning seven Big East titles, three Final Fours, and a national championship. And someone I actually didn't know, Noel, he was the coach of the 1988 U.S. Olympic national team and won a bronze medal. I was, what, five years old at the time, so I wouldn't have known that, but... He was there at Georgetown, a great, great coach. Really, Georgetown was nothing
1: before he had, he had arrived and arrived at the perfect time. I mean, the Big East... What can you say about it? Eighties and nineties was king, and Hoyas were king of the mountain. I mean, gosh. And I, I was looking, and that's closer to my time than yours. I don't I never told you this. I actually met him at Montgomery Mall. Well, I ran into him there, and um, no, I didn't know that. You see him on the sidelines, and you know he's a big dude, but he's a big dude, and he was so friendly. I said, hey, coach. You know, I didn't bother him. I I'm not like you. I have pride and shame when it comes to seeing. <laughs> I guess, what you consider celebrities. So I, d- I just said, hey, coach, and he was really... Why do you have to throw a dig at me? That's a- because completely unnecessary. Because it's true. Cause it, cause it's true. Huh. But really, he was a really nice guy, really <laughs> friendly. Actually, he was, more, he was kind of more talkative than I thought he was going to be. Big guy, but really nice. And he's going to be missed in the D.C. community. I, I mean, he's born and raised and really did a great job with the Hoyas organization. And I don't think people understand how big the Hoyas were in the 80s. I mean, they were enormous. You realize, Matt, that they had the highest merchandising of any college mm. of the decade. Yeah, I could see Of that. the decade. If anybody doesn't know about Hoya's basketball and the Big East, they need to watch the Requiem for the Big East. And it is an amazing documentary. And I just love seeing freaking John Thompson towering over that little weasel Bayheim and things <laughs> like that. And And he's just a foot and a half taller than this guy. And he's just such an imposing figure. But you see him in interviews and everything and he's a teddy bear big loss for the dc community it really is
0: yeah i mean again a little before my time i think by the tail end you know in the 90s he was kind of wrapping it up when i was paying attention but obviously a phenomenal recruiter Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, Matumbo, Allen Iverson. I mean, that's that goes without saying all Hall of Famers. And, you know, like you said, he changed a lot of lives and was an advocate for the inner city youths. And, you know, Iverson even said that Thompson, quote unquote, saved his life. I guess he was in jail for four months prior to his senior year in high school. And he didn't pull his scholarship, which a lot of coaches would have done that. Right. Which ended up being okay, because Iverson ended up not even getting charged at the end of the day before he right. in jail. And um, something I, I saw, I didn't know this either. This is pretty awesome. He confronted a local cocaine kingpin. Have you heard this? Yes. Oh, he did? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. You're older than me. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> haven't heard this. But there was this local cocaine kingpin um, that had become friends with Alonzo Mourning and some of the other teammates, and he confronted him, basically told him, back the fuck off. I mean, that, that takes some balls. Hell yeah, you know it does. I mean, Jesus, I mean, right? he's a
1: big dude and all, but you, you still, you go into these places, you never know what you're going to get, and for him right. to go in there and say, stay the fuck away from him, he was a no-nonsense guy, man. He wanted to make a difference in these guys' lives, and he did. Of course, he got great recruits. It helped the cause for him to build the organization that he did, but... He really went into places that a lot of other places wouldn't go, and uh, made a difference in these communities. It made a difference in a lot of these young guys' lives. So again, it's a big loss for the D.C. area.
0: Well, one thing before we move on to the next subject, something you know that I used to listen to was a John Thompson show. Yeah. and you know, it was on Sports Talk 980. And you know, other than listening to Mitch and the Gang, <laughs> right? Right. Do you remember Gramps used yeah, to yeah, love listening absolutely. to that? Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, the old man humor that they had, and Doc Walker started his uh, radio career with him. Right. And and I used to love that show. I mean, it was a little boring sometimes, but it was the older generation loved it. Oh,
1: yeah. No, Gramps wasn't a big sports watcher at that time period, but that was the only sports show that he watched. And thank goodness, you know, if you were in the car with him during that time, because everything else was like old timey 1930s, 40s, you know, jitterbug crap.
0: <laughs> Look up Mitch and the gang. <laughs> yeah, Mitch and the <laughs> Man, the old tapes of Mitch and the gang. But yeah. yeah, well, that's something I always remember. But rest in peace, coach. <laughs> Sad to say, but Noel and I are getting old and we've been looking for ways to sharpen our hand-eye coordination reaction speed. But also like to throw something around outside with our kids once in a while. Then we found this product, Hiko Sticks. Hiko Sticks has three prongs, three colors, throw it, call the color, and catch the color. Simple, right? It's way harder than it looks and there are so many ways to increase the difficulty that challenges even the best athletes. For example, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Joe Burrow, just to name a few they use it to take their training to the next level. So HECO sticks is the winner of the men's health award. Even though it's already being used across all major pro sports and college programs, doesn't mean it's just for the elite. It also has the national standard for K through 12 physical education curriculum with so many shutdowns and gyms closing. Hiko sticks is the perfect tool to add to your home workout, or you can just make it a fun competition with your family. You know, while you're sitting at home, you can go to hikosticks.com for more details. When you order Don't forget to use our promo code, Beltway Bros and get 10% off your entire order. Catch Heco Sticks today. All right, so moving on to the NFL. On Monday, Jacksonville released the former fourth overall pick, running back Leonard Fournette. The Jaguars didn't pick up his fifth-year option. We're trying to trade him, but with no other offers, so they just said, screw it, we're going to let you go. If a team does claim him, Fournette is owed $4.17 million. According to Oddsmakers... Your Washington football team has the best chance to land Fournette sitting at plus 300. As of this recording, something may have changed. Fournette has yet to be claimed, but, Noel, do you think Washington should just go ahead and pick the guy up?
1: Yeah, well, of course they have the best odds. They're the first team on the waiver order besides the Bengals who are already stacked at running back. It's Washington's decision whether they want to take on the 4 million or not, 4 plus million, and whether... They want him in the backfield. I mean, I guess it's one LSU guy for another LSU guy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, no kidding.
1: He ain't the easiest to be around either. And the only thing I really give a shit about at this point, I had my damn draft on Sunday. And who did I take with the third round as my RB2? Fournette. Nice job. Yeah, good job. On the swing up, I was the eighth pick. So I got it on the swing up because we had 10 teams. So I took him on the back end. I'm like, oh, sweet, RB2? Just to give you an idea, the guy ran for 1,100 yards last year and had 76 catches for 522 yards. Yes, the Redskins need that in their backfield. I don't think Peterson is going to put up those kind of numbers. That's for damn sure. No. And whatever else, slot, hybrid, running backs, whatever they have in the backfield, of course Fournette could be serviceable. Is he going to put up fantasy numbers for me? Hell no.
0: Well, he's got to be on a team first for that to happen. He'll be on a team. <laughs> Somebody's going to pick him up, but I found it funny that they said one of the deciding factors was Jay Gruden, who, if you guys don't know, is the offensive coordinator. What a douchebag! My
1: God, what is he? What is he trying to get Chris Thompson more touches now? What an idiot! He'll get his one God. game. God, till the you know, end, he screwed me to the fucking end. This guy, still He still screwed me you. for. He's still screwing me even <laughs> when he's not on Washington. Now uh, he's screwing with my
0: team. My personal team. Well, he doesn't fit his scheme, Noel. Don't you understand? If, he doesn't? If West Co- You know, th- the funny thing is, this guy's never been able to run the ball anywhere he's been. Have you ever found a guy to fit your scheme, right. asshole? They don't exist. Right. You can't run the ball, you idiot. But I don't know. I think it's also more that he's just kind of a dickhead and not a good personality fit no yeah absolutely you know they're trying to pin it on Gruden I guess but
1: no but I wouldn't put it past him no I wouldn't put it past him at all everybody thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread after his first year he was going to be one of the better running backs in the league he got injured the year before only played eight games and all of a sudden he's in everybody's doghouse about he's done he's like oh he's one of those running backs that needs a heavy workload what Derrick Henry doesn't need that He's pretty good. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't need that. All big-time running backs – power backs need a freaking workload what the hell are we talking about here yeah the guy ran for 4.3 yards a carry last year he had his best year that he's had he's he's been in the league for three years on a horrendous
0: offense on a when horrendous was, team when he was the only thing that they had and teams you would think were targeting him targeting the run game because what the hell else? no no they, they had
1: that Minshew tossing the <laughs> ball around Matt didn't you know that
0: oh that's right that's yeah right. yeah right. Give me a break. The guy's only 25 years old. He's been in the league for three years, like he said. He ranks fifth in the league since 2017, averaging 101 yards per scrimmage. That's pretty damn good. Number five. I mean, so I know he's gotten a lot of touches, but his average is fine. The big thing for me is, which I think they should go for him, is because now that you have Geis gone, you have Peterson, who's, what, 60 years old, you have everybody else who's behind him is unproven or has been injured. Yeah. So... Why wouldn't you go for this guy? more good players that you have on your roster, the better. And trust me, this roster needs more good players.
1: Well, here's the deal. This is the only preventative factor for me, is why they'd be hard-headed and not take him, is because of Peterson. That is it. Because I think that Fournette has a little bit of a track record butting heads. I think he was butting heads because his team completely sucked, and he was pissed off getting his ass pounded to the ground on a shitty team. Right. Okay, which is different than just being a head case or being Antonio Brown. It's a big difference when you're sick of getting your ass kicked every game. Now, with the Rivera situation and with Peterson, they're two workload guys. Okay, if he comes in, the writing's on the wall. Now, that shouldn't prevent them because Peterson's 90 years old, but I think it might play a factor in it, unfortunately.
0: And Rivera seems to have a hard on for Peterson. Yes, you know, so you're right. That would probably be the only thing. That stops them from actually picking him up. But there's nobody in the way of getting him if they want to get him.
1: No, I don't see how it hurts. I really don't. You're paying a guy $4 million. And? That's the option. And $4 million in NFL football? It's dirt. You kidding me? And if it doesn't work
0: out, bye. Right. Why wouldn't you give it a shot? And I don't know how he, how he fits the zone scheme that they're playing because he's more of a power running back. But Peterson's the exact same guy, and he's 100 years old. So
1: And I do have Peterson on my team. Oh, God, you screwed both ways. He was my fourth running back. No, no. At least it'll give me options, and then I'll know who the hell the starter's going to be, right? Yeah, but you don't want... Unless, like, Gibson <laughs> throws a wrench into
0: the gears or some shit. Speaking of which, they're being so coy with this Gibson thing. Yeah. It reminds me of how McLaurin was last year. He played, like, two plays in the preseason. The one time they were actually right about a guy. They didn't want to unleash him and, and show the league. And maybe Gibson will be that guy. Fingers maybe I'll have to pick him up. Who knows? Yeah, he's going to get a lot of touches apparently. So, uh, Christian McCaffrey 2.0, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. About well,
1: Bryce Love apparently has looked fabulous. Well, nobody's going to be McCaffrey 2.0. Uh, but a poor man's McCaffrey, maybe Bryce Love. He fits the bill for
0: it. Yeah, we shall see. Hopefully he just makes a team at this point. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, if Fournette, somebody's going to be out and it probably
1: would be Barber.
0: Oh, 100%. Barber would be... He'd probably get cut that day. Anyway. All right. So last topic we want to discuss is the ongoing off-the-field soap opera that is Dan Snyder and the Washington football team. It was announced that the NFL will be taking over the investigation into the allegations of sexual harassment. We kind of called this on Friday's episode entitled Danster Fire. Uh, Go back and listen to that one for a much more in-depth conversation regarding the second Washington Post article. But what they announced is that Beth Wilkinson, who the team hired to conduct an independent investigation, will continue that as planned, but now will report directly to the NFL instead of the team. Something that I did find interesting, according to the statement that Snyder put out, quote, in conversations with Commissioner Goodell, Tanya and I suggested that, that the NFL assume full oversight of this investigation so that the results are thorough, complete, and trusted by the fans, the players, our employees, and the public. I appreciate Commissioner Goodell agreeing to our suggestion, and the entire Washington football team remains committed to fully cooperating with all aspects of the investigation. End quote. Let me... <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Let me start with this. I mean, what a bullshit artist. I'm sure he was- he just ran to Goodell, was just like, we gotta do this, Roger. We gotta do this. You know, give me a fucking break. Look, Snyder must be pretty confident that they aren't going to find anything on him at the very least. But keep in mind, Snyder has had a head start on this investigation and has a direct line to this Beth Wilkinson. She's been digging, what, for about three weeks, a month, something like that. She probably told Snyder, eh, You're good. You know, we're not going to have really anything that we can really prove on you. It's going to be very difficult to prove, quite frankly, any of these allegations in general, but especially with Snyder. Again, like we talked about in the Washington Post article, a lot of it's hearsay. That would be the only reason to me that Snyder would go to Goodell and say, hey, we should do this. But I think if I was a betting man, I would say that Goodell said, look, we got to do this. And he just said, tell whoever you want that you asked me to save a little face here. Does it matter? It does a little bit. Why? It does. It matters because there's no self-awareness with Snyder. He doesn't have to be
1: self-aware, Matt. That's why they're doing the investigation. Who gives a shit?
0: No, but I'm saying that if it was something that he felt 100% confident with prior to Beth Wilkinson doing any form of investigation, he would have handed this over to the NFL from the jump.
1: What I don't understand is, like I said, what difference does it make? She did her investigation. Now she's reporting directly to the NFL. I mean, you think that she's going to cost herself her job and her reputation to cover for Dan Snyder because he's paying her salary for a couple of months? Everybody acts like this is this woman's first job. Like, she doesn't have a job and do investigations for other people and doesn't have a reputation to uphold. Like, she's just in deep with, so deep with Dan. So deep. deep that she, hold on. She's in so deep with Dan at this point that she's willing to fall on any sword for this dude. I mean, what are we talking about here? Now what's happening is, yeah, probably what ended up happening was she, did, she had a little bit of a jump, like you said. Dan, I'm not finding anything so far. That's her job is to inform him of what the hell is going on. That's what she's getting paid for. Then at that point, he said, sweet. NFL, you want it, you got it. Yeah. What the hell's the problem?
0: No, that's exactly if he's
1: it. innocent with it, he's innocent with it. Who gives a shit if you go to a, a homeless guy on the street and say, hey, you're the guy that I'm going to investigate this. If no. he's if it's not there, it's not there.
0: I'm not saying he's innocent with it. I'm saying that he's not gonna be found of any wrongdoing because it's gonna be impossible to prove. I'm saying because that's he's not. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I mean that's it. We can sit here. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of having to raise my voice about this dude. You either do or you don't. You can't, well, potentially it might be there and there's innuendo. And he wrote out a statement for this and a statement for that that didn't really have enough apologies in it that made it feel heartfelt. You either are guilty or you're innocent. And that's it. He went through the parameters. Now he's giving it to the NFL. The reason why he's giving it to the NFL is yes, here you go, Roger. Ain't shit. Now, the reason why I'm giving it to you is to show that I'm not in cahoots with anyone because everybody thinks I'm in cahoots with everybody from the ant to Satan.
0: Doesn't it seem a little odd to you, though, that he didn't do it from the very beginning?
1: Yes, I acknowledge that. That was a dumb move on his part. Yeah. That you should have just given it. No, the NFL should have stepped in and said, even no 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 we got this thank you and I said this before the NFL should
0: have saved him from himself but why does an owner of a football team or a billionaire need to need to be saved from himself that's what I'm saying like I'm talking about from a PR mode it's obviously
1: this guy doesn't have a good as far as PC mode everybody hates his guts stayed on too long with a name that ostracized him in everybody else's eyes so the guy
0: doesn't have much common sense right and why does this man need to be told these things to do Who cares things. no that's but it, my it, point it's, it's a personality flaw Noel it, uh, it really is and, hey, and I can't told get you o- bef- I told you before glass houses what are we going to do here
1: you're going to go pick apart every single it's a personality flaw of him he is the owner of a football team thank goodness he's not taking care of your kids yeah okay God. and shit like that or like he's not your dad he's the owner of a football team and everybody needs to compartmentalize these things that most of these guys are sacks and they're
0: out to make money. They're not out to be your fucking friend. But he seems to be the only one that consistently no, he's does not. this. He is. He really is. And even, you know, Mark Cuban, who had the exact same situation, basically said that Snyder needs to rethink what he's thinking. He needs to accept fault for this there's no better guy than to think about than a guy like Mark Cuban who had literally the exact same situation and took ownership of it and accepted his responsibility in what happened to his franchise
1: what hasn't he done since the bomb has gone off okay hold on let's go over the timeline here since this he's changed the name fine I don't think he ever should have done it personally but he did nobody liked him for that didn't do it quick enough now we're getting to these harassment suits. He opened up the books. He changed the entire fucking staff. He's changing street names now, for God's sakes. What the hell do you want this guy to do?
0: It's just a day late because he Because
1: they don't like his smile and his no. smug look. No. Yeah. So he
0: should have. And now he, there's. Go ahead. Even as recent as Wednesday. Again, we talked about this. Even a shitty statement, taking no ownership of the situation. We've talked about this. It still bothers me. The guy hasn't evolved an ounce. He is who he is. He can hire every color of the fucking rainbow and every woman on the street. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the the fact. What do you want? What do you want, Matt? What do you want? want you know what I want. You want him to just leave. I don't want him to leave. I want him to be forced out. <laughs> so you want him <laughs> You want him to repent for every sin that the guy. I don't
1: understand what people want. That's I guess what I'm confused on. That's what I want. They even think that what he did with the streets was a PR move. He yes. Was. the guy, all, all right. I'm done, dude. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this like you taking this shit. This side crap. Like I'm back into Dan's last stand stuff. I can't do it. Let me get this straight. With the street thing. And I've read two articles that said it basically take your bullshit view is that he changed the name of the street, which was called Redskins Drive, by the way, that he had no choice but to change it to something anyway, regardless of this harassment shit happen or not. He still had to change it, right? Yes or no? Yeah. So what the fuck did you want him to change it to? He just changed the damn name a few weeks ago. He had to change it to something. Then... Okay, we're changing the one to Gibbs Road or whatever the hell it's called. And we're changing the other one to Sean Taylor. He had to change the name anyway. Why is
0: he... It's always scheming. I guess it's not scheming. It's he changed the name. Why wait until the second Washington Post article to make that change? That's completely irrelevant to me, him changing names of the streets. No,
1: no. The irrelevancy of it, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. The irrelevancy of it is... Exactly. It's irrelevant. But yet people are making it into something that it's not, that he's using it as this block to look at this shiny object over here, everyone. Look at this shiny object. He had to change the name
0: anyway. But the timing's strange. It could have been done right afterwards. They had to, like, really think about, oh, who's the only coach in the history of this franchise that's won three Super Bowls? Oh, everybody likes Joe Gibbs. Matt,
1: it, it took them three decades to figure out where they wanted to put the MLK statue on the mall. He couldn't have two weeks.
0: He's had two weeks. Oh, my God.
1: Give me a fucking break. I'm done.
0: I'm done. You go ahead. The bottom line is that he has, again, single-handedly burned this franchise to the ground for the last 20 years. And as long as he's still here, he can hire whoever he wants. Nothing's going to change. And I truly believe that. I truly believe that. He is who he is. And when you have a terrible person running anything, running an organization, you'll try to hire the right people that, yeah, maybe his heart's in the right place. I doubt it. He's doing it for PR reasons. And then eventually they're going to go, just like everybody else who's tried to change this thing. From Gibbs, he left on his own. Shanahan got fired. LaFamina, the list goes on and on. And the constant is him. And this is a franchise that I've loved since the first day I can remember. And he's burned it to the ground and now we're burning the ashes to the ground because all of the things that have happened this offseason and even prior to that that have been uncovered the team is a joke it's been a joke since he's owned it outside of a couple years here and there and I do want him gone because he is the constant if he stays everything is going to stay the same and that's my concern so that's it
1: okay now I don't know how many changes a person needs to make in a short frame of time I, I don't need him to change his soul as long as he has good people in place then I'm confident in the fact that I don't think you give the people enough credit that he's actually put into place and I think you act as if he's got Vinny Serratos and Bruce Allens around him that are going to corrupt they were all sacks of shit that he had in line with him as well these people are good people that are trying to make a difference that's the difference to me but will he let
0: them make a difference once- I don't
1: know Matt it's been two months dude I don't know what you want me to say about it if you want to sit here and and prophesize on shit that's going to happen in 20 years to see if the next 20 is going to be a shithole. It might, because the team just sucks. But I don't think he'll have anything to do with that. I think he's just a bad owner, with it, and he's just an idiot and an asshole that thinks the world revolves around him. And I think you're giving it too much credit as far as the type of person and the trickle-down and the exposure that he has on these strong people that he's put into place. I really do. I don't think Rivera is going to put up with his shit. And bottom line, I mean, I don't think you're giving these people enough of their due that he's put these people in place in order to do the right thing. I think he had a bunch of fucking yes men with him before, and now he doesn't. And we'll see where it goes.
0: No, the people that weren't yes men are no longer with the team, and that's my point. Okay. And let's not forget, Rivera still calls him Mr. Snyder. And to me, that speaks volumes because he hasn't changed, and he never will change. And that's a concern for me. And these people, if he stays his owner, are going to be gone just like everybody else. And then we're going to start over yet again. We'll see. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we are on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like the show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook group. Thanks for listening. And we will see you Friday.